Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. My friend Michelle spoke recently about different prophetic words and how in her life, she said, I will get prophetic words very often about the amount of grace that I carry towards other people. And I think her middle name is even grace. So that would be a major theme for her. Whereas I think she maybe once had a prophetic word about how she would minister in Brazil or something like that. And she's like, I'm not going to discount that. That very well might happen. But that was a single sentence and a single word across, I think she has a whole binder of words. (laughs) And so she said, if you go back and look at your prophetic words, you will see that there are certain things that are more major themes in your life. And I'm saying this not because I hope that you have a binder of prophetic words that you can go and mine, though perhaps that would be good, but more because I think this is actually just a helpful principle in general in how we relate to the Lord. And I'll get back to that in just a minute, but actually, nope, I'm going to talk about it right now. So this ties in very much with one of the things that my spiritual director said this last year when I was confessing that I will have very vivid dreams and I kind of hate them because I know that I don't want to be rejecting any of the good gifts of God. And I have heard Lou Engle talk very rousingly about how we love to hear from God while we're awake. So why would we not also want to hear from God while we're asleep? And I can totally agree with that in principle, but the reality of my life is that I, I will sometimes wake up and think, that dream, the the parts just that I remember, had 28 specific things about it, and I maybe know the meaning of one, or like have like a pretty good guess about one, and so I get so overwhelmed trying to determine the specifics that it becomes a point of real darkness and despair and failure for me, as opposed to like, oh, hooray, the Lord and I are connecting even in my sleep. And my spiritual director just laughed. And she was like, you know, what my spiritual director told me is that we get to keep things in proportion in our lives. And so the Lord speaking to you in your dreams is that's just a small aspect. And if it's not life giving for you, then you could just say like, thank you, Lord, for the dream. I'm going to just hand that back to you. If it's important, send it again or let it be more clear in how I understand it. But sort of don't be, don't let that steal your joy. And so I think that's the general principle that for me, I'm finding so lovely is like, oh, there's major themes and there's minor themes and keep them in the right proportion. And so for my friend, Michelle, it's like, Lord, thank you for your grace. Let me make sure I continue to extend that to the people around me. And if at some point you bring me to Brazil, that's fine. But, you know, it's like I'm only going to maybe pray about that once a year as opposed to weekly or daily. <laughs> and uh, so she was telling us about how she would go and look in her prophetic words and try to even um, figure out what themes were large and how large they were as a percentage basis. And so I went back and started looking over mine. I don't have a ton. I would maybe a couple dozen. And... Uh, and of those, probably only a very few that are really substantial, like two. <laughs> but there was this comment as I was reading over some 
simple, maybe 30 second to one minute little prayers from a gathering at one point, one of the women said, I see you as Nehemiah. And when I read that, I I had completely forgotten that this had happened. And I was like, oh, at the time, I'm sure I would have received that as like, oh my goodness, I love Nehemiah. He's my guy. I've had this prophesied before. How precious, you know, like kind of good job listening to the Lord. He's, you're accurate, you know, but I think um, when I reread it, <laughs> oh, this is really getting deep. Whew. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> you know, one of the things about Nehemiah is that he went and he re- rebuilt something that had been broken down for a long time. And it really grieved him that it was broken down. And I will also say about Nehemiah, as a female, it's not uncommon for people to come and say for such a time as this, right? Like that's, I'm not going to say that it's quite a trope of prophetic words over people, but I mean, you're a queen, you're Esther, you're raised up for such a time as this. Most women, I think, probably get this kind of a word pretty regularly, but Nehemiah is not as famous. (laughs) He's not one that just gets kind of thrown around all the time. And so the fact that that specific character has been spoken over me twice, I was like, oh, Lord, that is really precious. That is like, oh, on a deep, from a deep place. That's really sweet. Thank you, Jesus. And then what was interesting, the next day, (laughs) oh, it's embarrassing. The next day I was working on a project and I don't know if you've ever had a project like this where you kind of have the pretty good idea for it. And then somehow you wake up and it's like two years later and you haven't really made any progress on it. And you're kind of like, it actually isn't that hard. What's my problem? And uh, so that was, that was kind of where I was in this place of like, it's actually not that hard. What's my problem? And what was so precious is right around that time, (laughs) I was thinking about Nehemiah and actually my friend said, she emailed me right in the middle of my little funk. And she's like, I loved how lit up you got when you talked about Nehemiah. And I wrote back and I was like, oh, I am going to like pay attention to this word and actually fight with it in the way that Joseph fought with his word and or fought with his two dreams. And what's so beautiful about this, oh, this is one of my favorite, favorite things about the story of Joseph If you think about it, he has these two dreams. Everybody's mad at him, including his dad. And then he's uh, uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. And then he lives as a slave and as a prisoner for something like the next 17 years of his life. I mean, it's not exactly like he has these prophetic dreams and ta-da, now he's the leader. And so when he goes before Pharaoh, though, he says... Because this dream was given to you twice, it is established by God and will shortly come to pass. And there's this part, oh, it's going to be goosebumps to even think about it. The reason why he says that is because he too had a dream twice. And he has believed for 17 years that the thing was established by God and would shortly come to pass. And so as I wrote that in my email, you know, kind of like, oh, I'm just going to stand on this. That's great. And then I I sent the email off and the Lord was like, do you realize what you just wrote? And I had to kind of catch myself up short because I had just been in this place of like, oh, I am failing. 
Oh, this is not actually changing. Oh, sad times, sad times. And yet, here was this word that was given to me twice. That I get to be like Nehemiah. That I get to be someone who rebuilds. That I get to be someone who prays and brings about change. That I get to be someone who has a vision of how to make restoration and who encourages and inspires others to do so. And so that, that helped a lot. And so, yeah, Jesus, your word is beautiful. Mm. I'm just amazed, Lord, at how your word is so on point and how it's so beautiful. <laughs> and Lord, I am asking that as For me, that word, Nehemiah, is so precious and so meaningful. Lord, I pray that even as I say the word that's precious to me, that it wouldn't be discouraging for anyone else, that it would be an encouragement to say, oh, the Lord has given me a specific and unique gift as well. I too have a specific calling that's precious. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen.